0: Welcome to Diversity Tech. This is a podcast where a and a Cuban explore life in the States. Hi, guys. So, uh,
1: Leah and Emily, we're back again for another episode. Um, We're back. Today, we have our very first guest, guys. So, give a virtual round of applause for Katrina Zara, not only a friend, but also mental health slash social justice writer empowered empath vegan and college student superhero welcome cat thank you how did you like like that intro wow
2: you you put me on a pedestal to start i'm so honored first of all i'd like to start off by saying i'm i'm very honored to be the first guest of this amazing podcast i've already watched several episodes a few episodes of uh, the previous ones um and so, yeah, I guess I can just start off by introducing myself, which you kind of already did. But yeah, my name is Katrina Zara. I go by cat. I am, um, so my story. I originally, you know, I'm a sophomore currently in college at UC Davis. And I newly switched into being a psychology major. I was a nutrition science major. Like, this was so recent, just even a week ago, I switched because this is kind of I realized the direction and kind of the vision towards like my newfound dreams that I had and it's kind of like sometimes life doesn't give you what you want but it gives you what you need so in kind of understanding how I came here with a new minor in human rights with my new major in psychology I realized you know as much as I loved being vegan and as much as I loved having my um, my passions and love for nutrition. I didn't realize that I had a stronger passion, which directed me towards here. And I feel like that's the beauty of college is you kind of it'll allow yourself to become exposed to different fields of learning and different kinds of knowledge that you didn't even know was out there. You know, you learn more about the world and in in realizing, kind of more about the world and your own personal experiences in college, your your passions are obviously going to switch. So for anyone out there who's a college student right now, like this is my message telling you it's okay if you want to feel like you want to switch or you don't know, you kind of are getting lost with what path you're taking because honestly, like things will get better. And also um, like you find out things will work out, <laughs> but in kind of um, our topic today in terms of mental health, the reason why I switched to psychology is because growing up, you know, I had a lot of friends who struggled with mental health. Um, Lots of people who I knew had anxiety, depression, um, other types of different mental illnesses, mental health struggles, whether that be serious or minor. Um, And I realized even with myself growing up, I had a lot of different transitions and changes in my family personally, in my household, um, partially because I didn't have a very great father figure growing up, and that severely affected kind of my self-esteem and my mental health as well, because um, in kind of not having a stable household um, in terms of emotional support and kind of the comfort of being me just wasn't there. It was non-existent. I kind of uh, started to realize that hey, I can turn this pain that I have into kind of my passion and kind of turn, um, for lack of better terms, trauma into my transformation. So I feel like that is a very important role um, that we often forget when we grow up, you know?
1: Yeah, I think um, we, yeah, we do. It's, it's interesting to me, at least to see how the correlation between our childhood and our habits that we form in our childhood. is yes growing up kind of really start to transfer into our adulthood except not everybody can draw that kind of connection but I think we all have it I mean yeah and I know yeah I think it's an interesting I think people need to talk about it more Yes, actually in terms of Asian culture, <laughs>
2: I have a lot to like I have strong opinions about it because growing up, you know, my family as a first gen Filipino American. Um I'm also vegan. So, it's I'm very like <laughs> I'm very not the norm of of a uh, typical Filipino, but um Yeah, like another thing why I I found out that I'm really interested into psychology is because of my blog, which I originally was supposed to be a nutrition and mental health blog, but it just ended up being mental health because I realized that was my passion. So in kind of writing, writing is my way of expression of turning back towards my creativity, towards back my playful kind of sense of self um, as a kid. So um, in understanding like our connections that we had as children, like who we looked up to with our parents. And you realize like, okay, these weren't the superheroes that I thought. These weren't the people that I thought were perfect. And they have their own kind of struggles that they're going with too. That kind of transfers on to the children. And then when we grow up into college, you know, growing up as children, we don't even realize that there's a lot of like kind of behaviors that are not very healthy for us. And then we grow up in college thinking that's normal. And so I feel like that's very, it's a very prevalent and pervasive issue that you know we gotta like better ourselves but a lot of people don't really realize how much impact they have towards others whether that's positive or negative unfortunately um and yeah i just think you know sorry and did did anyone want to no. comment on that
1: <laughs> no no you're fine no you're fine no i i agree with you and i was just saying from yeah. the blog you guys should all check out her blog we're gonna link it and stuff because honestly, like I've known so I've known Kat since high school, right? And I know she's a very awesome, right? Like a prolific writer, you know, like very. But her writing, you guys should definitely check it out because the blog is great and her writing is awesome, like very descriptive and makes you really think a lot too, like reflect back on the habits you formed. So yeah, I think yeah, I would say.
2: Out. I'm a very introspective person. Just naturally, I'm observant and reflective of my own thoughts. And it's like, okay, what kind of thoughts do serve me? What kind of thoughts make me feel like really sucky about myself, you know? Um, So in kind of trying to focus on the thoughts that do serve you, focusing on the thoughts that are positive to better yourself is kind of the main gist of my website it's ultimately about um healthy lifestyle wellness um specifically mental health because health radiant health all starts from the mind um and it's if you don't care for your mind first if you don't practice habits of self-love routines of self-care then you're not going to realize your worth um as much as you can get good grades as much as like how like No matter the amount of, um, like a great amount of money or, like the great amount of success, you know, external success. How are you going to perceive that that's external success if you don't feel like you're successful in your mind?
1: Like, yeah, mm -hmm. that's I definitely agree with that. And I know we touched a little bit on minor like mental health stigma in Mm -hmm. minorities. And I know you mm-hmm. talked about a little bit, like, the Filipino-American. So, Leah, yes. I know, like, how about in the, like, Cuban-American or just, like, the Cuban, what's the stigma around mental health <sighs> in that community?
0: Um, well, mental, like, I guess, I'm, I'm speaking from my personal experience. I also don't want to seem like I'm representing an entire, yeah like, culture or, like, because, like, Latinos and Hispanics, so it's just, like, a whole continent. <laughs> um, but... I feel like for Cubans in general, like, mental health is, like, non-existent. Like, if you seem a little bit off, like, you're fine. Like, there's nothing. Like, you're just... It just is a temporary thing. Like... It's just a phase kind of thing. Oh, yeah. It's just a phase. Or, like, you know, go take a nap and you'll be okay. Or, like, you know, go take a walk or, like, sleep or... Well, same thing. I feel like growing up... I guess, because I moved to the states when I was 10 years old, so I was really young, so I didn't really have time to think about my mental state at like 8 years old, like I just played and went to school, like didn't really, and I was, now looking back at it, I'm very fortunate that I had those 10 years of just being a kid, like not having to worry about social media, food, anything like just playing around in the dirt, like just literally being a kid. And now having to, I guess, I have like regular little kids dramas, you know. A, a girl I didn't like at school or something like that. Like, I didn't have very like bad things to deal with until, obviously, I made the trip to the States. And that's when I really started to, like, have issues with my identity. I think that was, and even to this day, that is the biggest thing I struggle with just my identity as a cuban but i'm also i've been living in the states for 10 years so i have some american aspects to who i am but you know to my cuban people i'm too i guess americanized but to the americans i'm too much i'm too quote-unquote like feisty and i hate when they use that word to describe latinas because i'm just like We're not just all, like, red dresses and Mm -hmm. dancing salsa. (laughs) Like, that's not what it is. But mental, I don't know. I mean, I've been really lucky to have a dad who's open to have those conversations about, you know, my anxiety and imposter syndrome that I go through every day as a (laughs) first-gen college student. And someone, you know, my parents don't even speak English, so, like, I struggle through a lot of just mental blockage if I don't think I'm good enough, but I keep pushing. Um, But I feel very lucky to at least have a dad that um, is available to talk about these things if I need to, you know, and he won't understand everything to a certain extent, you know. I could say, like, I went through a really bad depression, like, two years ago, and I spoke to him about it recently and he's like how do you even know and I'm like I'm pretty sure that like (laughs) you would know if you were like in a depressive state you know but at least he's open to talk about that because I have some friends who can't even have these conversations with their parents because they are like I sacrificed so much for you I came to this country I did all of this like why are Mm -hmm. you all of a sudden being lazy and weak And that's you know and and you're not really asking for them to fix anything I think you're just asking for validation of your feelings support and support Support. and that is so important for I feel like kids like us who don't really have much support from society you know especially in like Emily we call to a PWI there's not a lot of students in that university that have my same experience or can even begin to understand where I come from, you know? So how, where do I go for that support if not my family, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just like ranted.
2: (laughs) Um, No, you covered a lot of topics that I have (laughs) things to say on. First of all, (laughs) Um, may I go, Emily? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, go. Feel uh, free no to speak
1: whenever. I am just trying okay. to, you know, okay. Yeah, one,
2: yeah, one. okay. First of all, like, in in talking about kind of what does it take to be in the middle of a Cuban and Amer- an American going into the state at 10 years old, that involves the topic that goes back into the topic of intersectionality you know mm-hmm. you have all these different factors that make up who you are you know mm-hmm. socioeconomic status different culture ethnicity race um where your family's from um nationality you know gender sex all of these things mm-hmm. so um and kind of understanding how what do, what does it take to be in the middle as like um kind of because i'm i'm filipino and mm-hmm. also american so it, it's not like i have exactly the same situation as you but i do have a taste of what you're you're expressing because um it's like the difference between assimilation or acculturation. Are you going to fully assimilate yes. as an American? Or are you yes. going to acculturate and like take on these Cuban, you know, these Cuban factors, like the good parts about Cuban culture and the good parts of American culture. And that's kind of the mm-hmm. hard part, you know, like um, discovering you know, we're young adults and eventually we're going to figure it out later <laughs> on. But um, it's really important. Yes, yes. It makes you think and it's really important to um just take into account uh take into mind how we can do that um not forget specific parts of our identity because all mm-hmm. aspects of our identity makes up who we are and i feel like it's a really important um in understanding our our identity and how we are placed in this world that's how we understand ourselves and kind mm-hmm. of it involves cultural confidence you know um how are you going to be confident in yourself with your cultures um not just one culture but multiple um and that you know this relates to mental health because if you don't even know who you are if you don't know your identity mm, your affirm, uh, a firm a firm understanding or knowledge of your intersectionality then it's going to make you feel a bit lost in the world if you don't know those things
1: um, yeah, I feel like I feel like Leah and I have had this conversation before about America is such, you know, America has been built on diversity and, like, having much. a big, like, melting pot, you know, branded melting pot America is, right? But sometimes it can be so hard when you have so much diversity to find, like, a community sometimes, and I feel mm-hmm. like when you're trying to find that compromise between, like, being, like, either a Cuban-American, quote-unquote, or, like, trying to buy, find a compromise between... Like, okay, do I, like you said, assimilate into America totally, or do I try to find a compromise? I think that yeah. can be sometimes a very lonely place when yeah. you don't f- when you don't know exactly where to look for that mm-hmm, community. Very much, yeah. Or you don't have yeah. friends, like, in yeah. that same yeah, position. No. and,
0: like, that term, Cuban-American, is so, like, charged, like, that Yeah, that's exactly, word. that's why,
1: well, I quoted it, but yeah, you guys can't like, see that here. You can't but. see that.
0: And it's like, I, I don't refer myself as a Cuban-American just because... Mm-hmm. I mean, I recently became a um, U.S. citizen, so yay. yay. Um, <laughs> yes. But I feel like it's not a term for me to take because for me, a Cuban-American is someone who was born in the States and mm-hmm. has, you know, and has had more time. And I guess it's just in those years, like younger years, because even now as like an almost 20-year-old, there are things about the States that I do not understand. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just have a, I guess a chip in my brain of how things are supposed to work but you know I feel like it's like Asian American or African American and those terms can we could talk about that later on and why they're wrong or why they're right and everything yeah. but I do not feel just because also the history between the states and Cuba as well like I don't feel comfortable using that term towards myself -hmm. And a lot of people will label me that way, and sometimes I'm just like, I don't even want to correct you right now. Yeah,
1: but that's tiring, right? Like that's tiring. I'd say Mm -hmm. like, and that Mm -hmm. causes kind of not like so much a full on identity crisis, but I feel like that Mm -hmm. does contribute a lot to like the feeling of lost. Like, yeah, I agree. When you're not accepted, and then that just leads down the rabbit hole of like when we talk about minorities and mental health.
2: Mm -hmm. I mean,
1: I don't know the exact statistics, but I. I mean, yes. just from our the three of us and our own experience in that kind of like realm, yeah. it's it's mm. tough. It's a tough conversation yeah. to have. I mean,
2: one thing I can say for sure is, like, I read a statistic saying, you know, in terms of the Filipino culture, um, Filipino background, among Filipino Americans in the States, um, they have the highest rates of depression among the Asian American community, except they have the lowest rates for seeking help. And that was like very astonishing for me to find out because I do see it, I do see it. Like in, in becoming, uh, in feeling that it's normalized to suppress our own emotions and feel Mm. like everything is okay when it's really not in our minds and not being able Mm -hmm. to openly communicate that because there was no Mm. cultivation of safety or comfort Mm -hmm. in Mm. that because it's 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 highly stigmatized then Mm. that just leads to like what you're saying emily the rabbit hole of depression anxiety and Mm. these are invisible wounds they're not physical wounds they're emotional wounds in your heart and they're they they are invisible so people can't see it so unless if you don't even speak up about it, and if you don't mm. um, express it in your actions, like, mm. like people are just not going to know. And then, you know, uh, even with this pandemic, it's even led like people uh, to higher it's rates of, uh, yes, mental health mental issues, health mental health illness. illness. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, suicide rates have gone up. Like, it's 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 heartbreaking. So that's why, yeah. another reason why I've kind of switched my major, because it's like, man, change the world for the better, Please. Jeez,
0: please. <laughs> And I feel like we also come from communities that are like so underserved. Like there's there's just mm-hmm. not enough resources as to like how is this a problem? Um why yes. we there's such a stigma cuz I I've actually found a lot of correlations between my Cuban culture and, you know, some Asian cultures. Cuz in mm-hmm. the city that I grew up with, there was a lot of, um, there's Filipinos, there's Vietnamese, there's Chinese, there's a lot of, and I find myself being friends with those people, because those are the people who I had the most things in common with, but we come from, like, communities where if you can't, if you can't physically see me bleeding, then it, I'm just fine, like, I'm I'm okay, like, I'm breathing, I'm yeah. alive, that's it, like, that to me is, like, what the hell? You know, like, <laughs> that to me is, like, I could be perfectly a functioning human yeah. being, but be completely messed up on the inside. Yeah. you know, And that's a real thing. Like, we should take it care is. of our mental stability mm-hmm. as much as we do, you know, going to the dentist, going to the, getting a checkup, you know, everything else. Because even my... You know, my parents do it unconsciously. They check up on me physically. They're like, are you eating? Are you walking? Are you doing this? But it's never of us, like, how are you doing, like, mentally? Like, how is, like, how are you feeling? How are you dealing with, you know, your internship, your job, your school? How are you dealing with these things? Yeah. And to me, it's just, like, that's important, too. And you can't blame them, per se, but we can try to educate them yes that but yeah
1: has something so just for context like my situation is a bit different from like cats and leah's because like i'm i'm mixed right so i'm you know i You're call a myself beautiful mix <laughs> thank you yes well i call myself oasian right but i'm half like caucasian half More like Korean and then also Colombian mix in there. So my community has like I've also like going to college, a place where you're supposed to really learn and try to see who you are as a person. Like that's something I've struggled with, like what I identify as, like who you know, like either Korean or like you know, I'm just like what do I identify as, right? But Mm -hmm. my both, yeah, both. I guess the best of both worlds, Miley Cyrus. Uh, Right. um, (laughs) You know, like I since I've come home, I'm one of those students who like. Yeah, the COVID has exacerbated my mental health issues. Like, I did not have really, like, as blatant mental health, like, struggles before this Mm -hmm. pandemic. And I've, like, when the pandemic hit, like, that's something I've had to learn to deal with and try to heal on my own. But I am lucky in the way that, like, talking to my parents, they've been very supportive of me and getting help that I need. But like what you said, like having that conversation with Leah was talking about, like between the physical checking up on you physically and then mentally, that is something that like my parents and I have had to work really hard on together to not only when they check up on my mental health, but also like you know, in this COVID pandemic, students are not the only ones struggling. I can't even imagine what it's like to be a parent and a grown-up right now, and to tell your students or your kids, like, it's okay, guys, everything's going to be okay. So, it goes both ways, but that is something definitely, Mm. like, I had Mm -hmm. to work with my parents to, like, really establish a connection about, like, checking up on you mentally, too. That's so important to be there right now for your friends and your family, Mm. and... Mm -hmm. Also, like, between friends, like, between Leah and I, or, like, Kat and I, like, I know we talked, like, the summer more, and, like, Leah, and, like, as a friend, I think it's important, too, to try to learn how to check up on your loved ones, like, especially their mental health, and, like, feeling so burnt out during this time right now, where it feels like you're running, Mm -hmm. running, 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 but you keep hitting Mm -hmm. a wall right now. It's like, wall, 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 and, yeah, yeah, that's just something I think we have to learn, and I think Mm -hmm. not many people um, talk about that in terms of mental health and like having the conversation with your parents and your support and trying to maybe unlearn a lot of habits that learn mm-hmm. yeah. we learned in high school or like you said making that connection between childhood and adulthood like that's yes. a tough conversation to have
2: i i talk about that i I write about that in my blog post, What Adulthood Really Means, about unlearning things and returning back to our youthfulness. What makes us excited about life? What makes us passionate? Because oftentimes, I think, Emily, we had a discussion previously, is that people forget about passion. People forget. Mm. um how important passion is in our jobs because if you don't have excitement in life then that's not going to give you hope and that's not going to give you happiness and in research of positive psychology this relates to the pandemic times of how we are all in uh social distancing also being isolated in our homes in research of positive psychology which is essentially the like the psychology behind what constitutes happiness, the major factor that um, research has shown is that it's the quality of our relationships that determine how happy we are in life at the end of the day. Um, It's nothing external, it's nothing else, but this is why it is so essential for everyone to have a support system, whether you're a student or an adult, a support system is absolutely vital for you to thrive (laughs) because if you don't have people to back you up, people to be there for you, humans are essentially social creatures so you you can't survive alone which is why it's 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 unfortunate that this pandemic has made people has allowed people to have those feelings of isolation loss depression yeah. anxiety and yeah yeah it's crazy
0: yeah um, it's funny you bring up support system because this is something i like tell M almost like Every day. I'm like, thank you for being my support. So, I'm like, thank you for supporting me. Oh, thank you for, like, finger hearts. being there. Finger oh, hearts. Even yes. though we haven't seen each other, like, I Yeah, not almost a year now. Oh, my God. March will be so Don't year. remind me, please. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cry. Um, Every um, time yeah. I'm on TikTok, I see BTS videos. I'm like, <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> like, like, oh. But to Emily and to Lachi um, and to my sister and to my, and, like, I text I try to reach out to them because I know what it means for someone to even just say thank you to you and like thank you for being mm-hmm. there for me and supporting me because sometimes and I feel like this generation thinks that you need grand gestures to show your friendship or your love and I was talking to my roommate about this and it's just like sometimes I just need you to like text me be like are you breathing like yeah. that's that's all I need I don't need you to send me flowers I don't need you to send me food I don't need you to Venmo me 10 bucks or something like that I just need you to text me be like hey how you doing like are you okay those things go such like a long way and we don't even Mm -hmm. think about that and it's not like you need a support system and it's like I've tried so hard to make my own support system Mm because I only have like my dad (laughs) like (laughs) there's so much that he can do and I've thankful enough, I mean, lucky enough, to, honestly, to have this group of girls and friends who undeniably just support me in everything that I do and are there for me. And yeah. that's so important. And I... Sorry, I, you just brought it up, and I just, like... Yes, like, we need that. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad you resonate with that, because it's,
2: it's you know, people... There's not enough... If there's one thing that the world needs more of, it's kindness. It's like, it's honestly. (laughs) Cool to be kind. Cool Uh. to be kind president emily park and you guys
1: don't know <laughs> i know. like kat and i have known each other since high school so we all know our oh embarrassing high school lives you know <laughs> yeah. story uh, i was the president
2: uh, of vegan peace club yeah. and emily's the um, president of cool I to mean, be guy I'm, I'm not
1: embarrassed of that but it is something that you know like it okay. does resonate now like you know kill them mm, with kindness yeah. kind of thing but yeah. like talking yeah. about the friend group and stuff i feel like that's something we also have to learn like the quality of our friendships like mm. what kat was saying too the quality yeah. of relationships with people. Yeah. yeah, I think we learn like personally for me in high school I felt really like lonely sometimes because I was like always trying to figure out like oh my god who are your real friends because it's so romanticized in movies like mm, yeah. oh guys let's go out and oh my god you guys are there ride or dies you know but mm-hmm. that's not how it is in real yeah. life guys like you really have to Actually learn not. and, and <laughs> in college like you <laughs> no. learn you learn right like it's more about the quality of your friendships and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter mm-hmm. how many people it's not like it's not like a counting game
0: you know. It is it's not so... No, and that's no. another thing that's, I don't... It's so ingrained in us, and, like, you have to have, like, how many friends you have? Like, yeah. you know, who's your circle? And it's, like, my circle's of, like, three girls that n- are not even, like, connected to each other. They don't even know each other. Like, mm-hmm. I introduced Emily to Lachi, but that my other two really good friends, they're, like, 22, have their own lives, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, like, why... I honestly, personally, I don't know about YouTube, but I'd personally mm-hmm. rather have, like, one really good friend than, like, ten who maybe post about you on social media and then like, call it a day. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, yeah.
0: I, yeah. Yeah, I, I completely
2: agree. Um, and then another thing is, like, sometimes I feel like it's just better to enjoy. Uh, this is in terms of, like, when you feel confident about yourself when you feel comfortable with yourself at least. It's better to enjoy your own company rather than people you don't really other company you don't really enjoy. That's something I've learned over the years is that um this also relates to even like dating life right now like with millennials and like growing up. People are starting to date younger and younger to the point <laughs> where like and they're not like ready for actual serious relationships. And of course, the experience is great. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not like against it or whatever, but mm-hmm. I do believe that it's important to um, get comfortable with yourself first before getting into any relationship, and that's mm-hmm. something I don't think is very publicized or it's not very informed of the public of how important it is to establish a solid relationship with the sense of self before getting into mm-hmm. any other Self-love. relationships. Self love and that's you know back to mental health, right? <laughs> So because at the end of the day you know like who are you going to have at the end of the day people are you know oh my me it's myself always, it's and
1: solo ride until <laughs> you know a song that is oh my, high school so. vibes g easy yeah. i'm not a big yeah, fan of g easy i don't know what it's called. that man. one song
0: <laughs> literally you sound like me um not the and like i think i've told this to emily like when i was Obviously, I'm not going to get... But I was really, really, like, down in the dumps. Like, I I was going through something really hard. Yeah. I looked around, and I didn't have anybody. You know? It Mm -hmm. was me, and it was up to me to get myself out of that funk. Out of the rock bottom, yeah. Yeah, and we don't realize, like... Because we think that all these people are supposed to have our backs, because that's what Mm -hmm. society tells us. That's what movies have been telling us. But... In reality, some people just don't want to deal with other people's problems, you know? Yeah. And I don't blame people for that, but it's just, you should have also saw it coming, if that makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Like... I don't know. Friends for me, it's is just a touchy subject. Cause it's tough. It's <laughs> a mm-hmm. tough. It's a tough world to navigate. Yeah. I think
1: that's something yeah. that you're constantly growing with. But um...
2: I mean, I think it's essential to have a solid support system and that people can support you, but they can't fix you or rescue you. It's mm-hmm. not their responsibility. The the whole like fixing do. or rescuing thing. That's that's up to us to do to help ourselves. Mm-hmm. However. Mm-hmm we can't do it without a support system. That's what support is. It's not like mm-hmm. placing responsibility on other people. Um, yeah. And I've learned that from my own experience of being codependent, being a people pleaser, having um, people pleasing tendencies that were lower, yeah,
1: yeah. due to lower bad. sense
2: of self worth, self esteem and confidence based mm-hmm. on my own
1: um, struggles growing up yeah, yeah. That, literally that like trope of like knight in shining armor coming to save you like he, oh that yeah. is i'm not just talking a about little, like a, yeah. a significant other but that whole trope of like someone I else agree. coming to save you that is a really hard
0: mm-hmm. thing to
1: unlearn i mean <laughs> yes it's I, very difficult
0: yeah yeah i mean i wouldn't rely on a man to to to, to get me out of any situation
1: <laughs> yeah like a I, man I, or man. anybody <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. that's hard <laughs> a man, you know. or anybody. Yeah.
0: and that's another thing i wanted to like I guess ask you, cat, like your experiences mm-hmm. with like your mental, I guess just things i you don't have to go into anything, but things that you mm-hmm. went through and making friendships' Because I know going into mm-hmm. college, I was very skeptical of who I let into my life because a yeah. lot of times, when you tell people your story or the things that you've been through they kind of feel scared and they feel like they have to fix you like you said like they feel like Mm. they have to deal with that and like oh "Oh my god I've like I have to deal with your quote-unquote baggage and Mm -hmm. how do you how do we break that how do we tell like because this is something that I personally been through and I Mm -hmm. and like Emily you know this like it was difficult for me to you know, little by little tell you the things that I've been through because I didn't want to make you feel like you had to deal with my stuff because that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Like, we already been through that, dealt with it, we're on a different chapter of our lives, but people mm-hmm. can't mm-hmm. get through their heads that that's the case. Like, how yeah. do we deal with that? How do we go for people who've been through traumatic experiences of mm-hmm. or or have depression or deal with anxiety and don't want to, mm-hmm. I guess... Put it all on the table when they go into relationships or friendships afraid that people will either walk away or just start treating them differently like how Mm -hmm. like i guess in your experience like how do we deal with that wow that's
2: a that's a great question actually i have a lot to say about it i always go in like these different directions and then i i feel like Mm -hmm. i didn't have i didn't (laughs) express it um coherently however Mm i so one thing i will start off with is First of all, it's a very common feeling. I've felt that before. It's It stemmed from a fear of rejection. It stemmed mm-hmm. from a fear that people will not like you because of who you are. Personally, from mm-hmm. my experience, even starting from the family and on to uh, friendship dynamics, friendship uh, relationships, is I've been called too sensitive one too many times. Um, as a highly sensitive person, I I feel things very much, <laughs> which is why um, I'm super about passionate about mental health, but um, I feel mm-hmm. like trying to find your kind of tribe and trying to find your community within college. That whole journey, first of all, is is, it's not it's never ending because, you know, people can change just like that. Like people can change at an instant. But um not to say like that you should lose trust in people. That's not I'm not my message is not to be cautious or wary of others. It's Mm -hmm. more so just to kind of um Surround yourself with people who will make you grow. That's, I think, is what it's really important. I think it's trying to surround yourself that with people who you can see is emotionally mature enough to deal and to understand where you are right now, to accept wholeheartedly who you are, despite whatever baggage they see in you, because um, everyone has baggage. I, I am a firm believer in that, that. No matter how, like, perfect your life is, no one's perfect, you know. Uh, know. (laughs) So I think um, in trying to kind of navigate your friends who are allies of mental health, um, who are not afraid, because if really, if if they're truly your friends, then no matter what you say, they will stick to you. Those are your true friends. The friends who will see you at your lowest points and still be there for you and stick around, that's Mm -hmm. when you know they're real, you know.
1: Yeah.
2: a lot of and it's i i agree like it's hard to find those those mm. uh those friendships i think for me i've just i was just really blessed coming into college that um it's a funny story actually emily knows about it is that my friends um actually people i didn't know in high school i didn't i never hung out with them because we were in a different friend group but they just like two of these girls who i met from prom they, they reached out to me saying, like, oh, you're going to UC Davis? Like, you want to dorm with us? And I was like, oh, sure, because, like, we kind of already knew each other from mm. prom since we had a great time together. And actually now I'm in an apartment with them, and it's amazing. <laughs> Abby, Kesa, shout out. <laughs> but um it, it just worked out, like, kind of mm. the my connections from high school ended up being that in college, and in addition, meeting people um. I guess, like, from my own experience with my clubs, like, I attended, uh, the vegan animal rights club, and then now I'm in Mm. mental health clubs, so, of course, they're gonna be, like, compassion and understanding in that sense, um, Mm. yeah, I kind of just naturally, organically developed that way. But it's different for everyone, and I I Mm. do hope, I wish you the best for both of you to kind of find those friends who will support you on your journey of healing. Because no matter how perfect anyone is, there's always going to be something
1: that needs to be dealt with or healed from. Yeah, no one is ever done growing, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um,
0: mental health is not like a cold that you just like get and then. It's over oh, with, and you will never journey. get it again. Like it's a yeah, and it's you not will linear.
2: Forever have not, to deal like, with things. Healing is not a linear process. Uh, yeah, and, no. then <laughs> and then, uh, that's a, that's another thing. Like okay, like with physical wounds, like for physical therapy, right? You mm. would think like okay, so you have this like let's say your wrist is broken, but then it, it it's like oh it feels better the next day. It can't it can't go back to feeling worse because our body doesn't work that way. Like our physical body always Mm -hmm. regenerates, creates these new cells for recovery, so you won't Mm -hmm. feel that back way again, um, Mm -hmm. versus on the mental mind, the mental recovery um, therapy, you know, for the mind, when you feel, like, great the first day, and then really bad the next day, people often misinterpret it as, like, Oh, back to normal, like back to b- depression. But no, like, feel- you gotta feel it
1: to heal it. Um, embrace it. Embrace it those negative emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, embrace yeah. it.
0: And there's nothing well, wrong with it. Well,
1: yeah, nothing wrong. I think that's gonna be it for today, guys. But Kat, thank you so much for having us. Oh God, or have you. you're our first guest? So thank you so much. Thank for you.
0: being on yes. with us. I um, think
2: I went in a lot of directions, but no, no, <laughs> it's just because it's, it's really fine.
0: like like people fine. who listen to this podcast know that we do not ever have a plan.
1: No, <laughs> this is a conversation.
0: You this know? is a conversation. Yeah. This is a place for people like us to just talk come here.
1: Yeah, unscripted, truly
2: unscripted, raw.
0: Just Almost like therapy too. You feel like. yeah, this <laughs> kind is of <laughs> It is kind of therapy, you know, because sometimes like I'll come on here like really I am swamped with things, like I can't breathe. Like there's much just like, it's okay. How do you feel about that? And it's just like <laughs> yes, it's it's
2: being great. able to freely express ourselves is truly a basic human right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh yes, very much free speech. So or, thank thank you yeah. all
1: for listening today. Um, check out thank Kat's socials. Kat. We're gonna link everything down. Oh please in the do. Episode please in do. the mm-hmm. episode description and the Instagram post. So check her stuff out and. Guys, if you like this episode, make sure to share it with your friends and let us know what you want to hear from us. You can find us at our Instagram at underscore diversity check and then our Twitter at underscore diversity check as well. Uh, see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.